are the Everyday Feminists. We are coming to you live on G-Town Radio, WGGTLP, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. 92.9 FM. Thanks you, for listening. Thanks for listening. You could also be listening to us on gtownradio.com from any corner of the world. Mm-hmm. Thank you mm-hmm. for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Well, today... We are just want to start by acknowledging that we've got a big week ahead of us. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. This usually means a lot of prep work, a lot of homework, a lot of prepping for family time, the psychological and emotional prep work it takes to uh, be together sometimes can yeah. feel just as much as making that crust. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, Thanksgiving, it's sort of a... Uh, the perfect holiday for a show like ours when we're thinking about like domestic labor, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is a lot of work, yeah. you know, unless you happen to be someone who's, I guess, I guess there are ways to make it easier if you're going out or potlucking it or friends giving mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. or whatever. But if you're cooking, it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I've done it for years. Yeah. I've done it many times too. This, this time I'm joining my family. I'm not at my parents' house. So I just got to bring a dish or two, bring the fam, help clean up. Not a biggie. See, that's the way to go. For me, I have been the fam. Mm -hmm. I have been for years and years. I was the fam. Mm -hmm. So I did a hundred percent of everything. Yeah. Except when I was married, I didn't have to do all the cleanup. Although there was one year when the in-laws came and a a cousin, an in-law, a cousin-in-law wanted to fry a turkey. Oh, Deep fry a turkey. Yes, I've heard of this. And so he set the whole thing up on the back porch, mismeasured the oil. Oh, no. I feel like I've seen videos (laughs) of this happening. So then, like, he, like, dunks the turkey in. It displaces the oil all onto my back patio and then keeps coming in and out at the time that I have a toddler who's just learning to walk. And so there's oil going all over my kitchen floor. Meanwhile, I'm like, (laughs) I have a backup turkey in the oven because I had a feeling this wasn't going to go well. <laughs> and so my little my little toddler's running around going, Chicken's ready. <laughs> and I was trying just literally on my knees, cooking and mopping up oil because the guy was so clueless. He kept bringing oil into yeah. the kitchen floor. Yeah. And someone was going to get hurt. Yeah. And then my whole back patio was greasy uh, for like a year. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is work. <sighs> yeah. It takes a lot of effort. It's so much. I mean, that was so much effort that year. Right. Not just like the planning, the Mm -hmm. gathering of ingredients, the prepping of ingredients. It can take days. And then somebody comes and does something. I'm sorry. Kind of idiotic. Mm -hmm. Like not that could have gone well. Incidentally, the turkey also was not cooked in the end. So (laughs) my backup turkey came in very handy. Good. (laughs) Right. But all that effort. The mental effort, the physical effort, the emotional effort, yeah. the stress, the frustration. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just wasn't feeling so thankful yeah. in yeah. the end. Yeah. Thanksgiving is actually one of my favorites. I really do like it. And I don't... The hosting part of it, even when I do host it, I feel like I'm in my element. I love setting the table. And, like, you know, I get really, like, ironing the napkins the night before. Oh, my God. I'm and just like, like oh, Here's another place where Lois and I are at opposite ends of the spectrum. I just love it. Because I want to cry. I hate it. I resent everybody. I thrive on it. I'm like, okay, we're doing it. Oh my God. It takes a lot of work, but there's, it's sometimes, for me, it's the type of work that I just, 
I love it. Yeah, you're really good at that. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe it goes back to childhood because all of my Thanksgivings growing up, I was the sole dish doer. I might have mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. Like that, it was literally every Thanksgiving was Stephanie and mountains of dishes. Yeah. Because I was like the one female grandchild and I would do it. Yeah. And so just, it was like me in the kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, so I think I just have a lot of like residual fatigue that must go way, way back. So when this holiday comes up, I'm already tired before yeah. it even yeah. starts. Oh, I hear that. Oh. Well, I hope that this one goes well for you. It will. I mean, uh-huh. this year, you know, I because I'm so fatigued um, and my son has learned to cook, he kind of now tries to help out. So he sent me a grocery list. He made a menu. He's coming home from college. He made a menu, sent me a list of what to buy. So easy. Didn't have to mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. at all. Oh, and then he's just great. like telling me what to do to prep so that when he comes home, then we can kind of just do it together. And okay. that's super Fun. I just want to say good job, mom. There. That's awesome to have a son that like puts it together like that in a way that he's wants to be helpful. He's an amazing cook. And he's like being thoughtful and conscientious. Way to go. I don't know what I did. I don't know that I intentionally <laughs> did that. But I know that like, you know, when he was writing college essays last year and kind of like go toying with ideas of what to write about, a few of the drafts started with his memories of cooking gumbo with me. Thanksgiving gumbo. Oh. I make a gumbo out of the leftover turkey. And so he he really had all these memories of stirring the roux, yeah. which, you know, he yeah. actually made him miserable because it's hot. Yeah. But so I don't know. And then the pandemic, I think he really mm. he's a foodie and he couldn't go out to eat. So yeah. I sort of think he got self-motivated. Yeah, that's great. But man, I support it. Yeah, that's great. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And just uh, the today's show, we wanted to talk a little bit about effort, effort. And, and just the effort it takes. Well, one f- maybe even just to put it together, but sometimes it can feel like they're those who put a lot of effort forward or who are naturally good at putting effort forward or who feel frustrated that all the effort falls on them. For those people, sometimes it feels very frustrating when you see a lack of effort. Right. Right. Yeah, no. Because (laughs) it's like, what are you doing over there? Sitting over there, not doing anything (laughs) while I'm doing this. Oh, are you comfortable? You're comfortable over there? I know so many people in my life like are like, oh, yes, I've heard that before. Yeah. (laughs) But even that the idea of effort, the concept of effort isn't something I find in today's culture, something that is really celebrated with pride in a way is more it it more feels like a chore yeah i mean you bring this up a lot and i've like kind of started to internalize your message like i think about this a lot like the things that we can do that actually feel good and give us purpose and integrity and self-esteem right it can feel good to Mm -hmm. be effortful but effort has like short shrift now like people probably feel it more as fatigue yeah because and probably because you know if you're like me And you had to put in lots and lots of effort from a really young age and all of your kind of work got work energy got used up young. Mm -hmm. If you were a parentified child who was doing more than your share of the family labor at too young of an age, this it can happen that you kind of enter adulthood already drained. Yeah. And so then things that feel like a little effort feels huge. But 
I think what I like about your message always, Lois, is that you sort of like remind us that that it actually can be a way that we replenish each other and we replenish ourselves. And that can also be true. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There seems like sometimes when we think of like a job well done and correct me if I'm wrong, because I also like, you know, I'm only speaking from my own experience and perspective. You know, I'm not. I'm not everybody, but that's what we all do. Yeah, that's what we all do. But like sometimes I feel like what I see is the pride we have in a job well done is usually those that are really outward displays of what we do. Maybe it's at work or at school or places that we know that we are going to get affirmation and praise. So when we think about a job well done, even within our own homes, or even if it's just for us, it's harder to muster up that pride in how we live or put a lot of effort in, or even in our relationships, like the pride of a job well done, of putting in effort, of doing a good job at being a good partner or housemate Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's sometimes it gets lost a little because it feels it feels like at least from outside, it seems like private life is private life. I don't know. I don't know really where I'm going with that. Well, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, no, I, I totally hear what you're saying. It's almost like this idea of a job well done and, you know, seeking affirmation has some ego in it or something that it's almost like a I can feel um it's worth putting in effort if I'm going to kind of get the narcissistic goods back or something. Right. Versus like a putting out effort because the fact of the effort itself feels good. Right. Right. It's sort of like my son, the same one that I've talked about on this show a lot has been talking about this person he's reading who writes about living in a frictionless society and how we live in this society where everything is so smooth that it kind of becomes unsettling, right? It's like you walk up to your car and if you have a newish car, all you have to do is have a key in your pocket and you reach up yeah. and the door opens. You don't even have to reach in your pocket, get a key out, unlock the door. There's Oh yeah. Right? Like there's so yeah. little effort required in yeah. so many areas of life. That effortless is a selling point. Right. And in fact, there's something like what you're saying, there is something that can be beautiful about effort, including relational effort. Like it can feel good to do some work for your relationship. Yes, totally. Yeah. So I did a little experiment a while back. Oh, yes. I was newly single, trying to get out there, putting my little toe in the water. (laughs) I jumped on a couple of those dating apps. Ah, okay. Okay. And I, you know, it was very, you know, I, a wholesome display of, you know, Lois. I've got my, me with my vegetables oh, or my, do- no, I, I was, I looked, <laughs> I was cute. It was like Gardner Lois, you know, like one with like my little, like my headphones and the radio show, oh, you know, my. like, you know, I, I feel like I was like, okay, I, you know, I'm not over-sexualizing myself. I was into how I was portraying myself. And I was getting a lot of messages. It seemed like, okay, all right, people want to chat, chat, chat. And I met up for coffee or a walk. And then I changed my profile. Because I realized there's these questions that you can, you know, that you you get asked, like... Like on your profile. On your profile. And one of the questions was, what is something that you value most in a relationship? And I put the word effort. Oh. 
And I can't tell you how fast everything basically dropped off. Oh my God. Nobody, like I'm talking nobody. And I, I've made me feel really like, well, one, I thought it was like kind of funny, <laughs> but it also was just like, man, that's, that's a cruel, it's a cruel world, you know, especially when people in their own convenience, swiping, swiping, nope. swiping, nope. Nope. too much nope. work, too much, too work. much work effort oh man no way you know and then it's how you can sum somebody up but with something that for me it's like i might as well be up front about it you know especially with those those apps it can feel very like you know it is so convenient mm -hmm. it's like looking for somebody in a catalog oh or I know. something but anyway the experiment done experiment over that's not going a, back but, but it's such wow. a telling story right mm -hmm. like, yeah that i mean and you know i'm assuming it was like a heterosexual dating app so we're talking mm -hmm. here about like men and women right mm -hmm. so you're like yeah. it was men who were whatever swiping whichever way left yeah. or right whichever way means pass yeah um because of the word effort yeah yeah like you're I'm, already I'm, high I'm, maintenance i'm already thing? high maintenance or too much work but really what i was finding is you got to put a little you got to put a little effort in to even start something but i feel like historically what usually happens in relationships is there might be a more effort in the front end but then effort usually peters off once you get comfortable you might as well put it out there in the beginning. I mean, it's funny, too, because if your picture showed you with, like, your bundle of vegetables uh -huh. in your arm. That's very cute. How, <laughs> how did they get there? Someone had to yeah. put work in oh, to grow so good. the vegetables. Yes. You put yeah. in effort, and that's how you have them. Yes. Farmer Lois is not lazy, y'all. Yeah. She's, like, working. Yeah, yeah, so it shouldn't be a surprise. Right, there's a bounty that comes from it, though. Yes. And so you're showing all of that. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was so interesting and it made, gave me a different relationship with the word effort because effort could be seen in one way with such pride and such like dignity. Like I put effort into this. This is something I'm really proud of. This is something I'm doing mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. effort could be, you know, something that's like a chore, something you don't want to do. And then we think I'm like, as we started the show thinking about Thanksgiving and the amount of effort it takes to, to just have a meal with people in your home. It takes a lot of effort. It's, there is this balance that we can kind of do this tightrope walk that, like, that it's very easy to fall on the side of chores and it's very easy to side to fall on the side of feeling really proud of the dish you made or just that family can get together and you're thankful that you can eat together. Right, right. It's like there, it's almost like there are two opposite definitions or reactions to the word effort. One could be pride and the other could be fatigue. Yes, fatigue. Yes, fatigue. Right? Yeah. It's like, so you, like when you're talking about, I love hosting Thanksgiving or I really like all that and you feel pride and excitement, I feel like immediate fatigue. I feel like this preventive or preemptive fatigue or something. Mm -hmm. Like I go all, right? I don't know that I would feel that way on a dating app. I think if I saw somebody write mm -hmm. the word effort on a dating app, I don't know that I would feel fatigue because relational effort to me feels worth it. Yeah. But the domestic effort stuff, I get worn out. Yeah, yeah. 
even in general, when you like, okay, when you meet someone new and the overall effect that this person has on you is they put forth effort. Doesn't matter, male, female, non-binary, whatever. Just a person who you know from what you've seen and gauge from them just puts effort into what they do. Even if they don't even really like it, but they do. Like that to me is, I don't know, that is an extremely attractive and valuable person. Yes. Yeah, I'm just even thinking when um, when we first started our radio show, I remember on Mother's Day, you brought me a bottle of your homemade kombucha. Uh-huh. And it was like in an old wine bottle that you had recycled uh-huh. and you put some in there and you had put a little tag on there that said Happy Mother's Day. Uh-huh. And I was so, I mean, and to you, it was so little. And to me, I'm like, wow, you had a bottle, you had kombucha, you put the kombucha in the bottle, you put a tag on it, you wrote the name. Like, that was like so many steps. <laughs> and it really was touching, right? It really, like, I still have the tag. <laughs> because people, I haven't had enough of that, which I think is partly where, for me, the idea of effort is so automatically draining is that I, it feels very much like it's going to be me and me alone. I don't mm. expect sharing i don't expect help i know the word help is a funny one but like i really expect to be on my own and that's really how it's been and there may be unconscious ways that i've kind of played out this script with people so i end up in that playing out that same Mm -hmm. story over and over Mm -hmm. and over again that is always possible right i'm not trying to put everything on everyone else because i could in some ways kick everyone out of the kitchen and then claim that i'm like being put upon right yeah who knows right there's always that But for me, that is the place where I go is I expect it to just be me and to be drained. Yeah. But shared effort, like this year, my son's going to come and he gave me the list and it's a thing we're going to do together. That feels replenishing. And it's almost like you have a common understanding of like how the day is going to go, which you could talk to your other son about too, you Mm -hmm. know, like, hey, Charlie's bringing this, I'm bringing this, here we are, we're going to do this together. Let's have an understanding of uh, the shared experience because we're all taking care of each other because we all love each other so much. Yeah, and But I like that too, the idea of um, sort of letting people know what they also can do to contribute, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of like once, you know, you know older son is going to be helping in this yeah. way. Here, younger yeah. son, here's a thing that you can do to help. You know, it it would kind of stink if he just won't do it or doesn't want yeah. to. But yeah. I would imagine for the most part, people sort of like it. They like to know yeah. what little efforts yep. they can do to yeah, pitch in, totally. to put something in the pot and contribute to the soup. And sometimes it's just a conversation that w- that you have. I mean, when we go up to, or go up to someone's house for dinner, or especially at Thanksgiving, there's a conversation we have on the drive up. That we are here, we are guests, you're, you're part of the evening is helping clear the table and helping get in the dishes. Like, and we'll all work together like we do at home when we clean up. And everyone's going to think that you guys are superstars and so helpful and so great. So just feel it and it's going to feel great. Right. You know, there was, um, and even normalizing that type of giving, we were, uh, the girls and I, we were on our way to a family vacation a few years ago and we vacation with these few families each year and it's always so nice. It's really nice. And there's all different uh, ages of children that go and my girls are 
the some of the older kids and there's a lot of little kids and we were pulling we were like driving up we were like a couple miles away from the cabin that we stay at and you know I gave a little you know talk about you know you guys like part of part of being here is really helping the moms and dads feel like they can have vacation too and every time you guys hang out with the little kids and the babies like it really is so helpful and it makes the grown-ups feel like they're on vacation and I got this little sass from the back of the car. Like, it's not helping. It's not It's not babysitting. If they're our friends, Mom, we like hanging out with our friends, like meaning the babies, you know? And it's like, it changes that to me. Like, my heart just sang when I heard that because it's the way that we can give, the way that we can be there, the way that we can really be a supportive of, you know, in this case, the, the kids being in support of the grownups, it's effortless because it feels good mm-hmm. to like have friends yes. and to be with them. Yes. And that it's, it's, it's sort of, um, if you frame it as too much work, it almost takes something away from it. Exactly. And even cleaning up after dinner, like I want to just have a little normalization of the life of helping people clean up after dinner. Like it is true. It can feel really resentful and really hard when you're the only person cleaning up. And for the longest time I felt resentful uh, about cleaning up in like big situations because it was like. Lois is the cleaning lady. Lois is going to clean up. And I would be the person that would start. And I would be the person that made, you know, was from the start to the finish. And, you know, of course there'd be other people helping, but I remember doing a couple things where I was like, I'm not going to be the person that starts, you know, like I would, because I felt resentful or I felt like I'd help, but not as much as I normally would because I felt taken advantage of or something like that. But then I feel like now I kind of at a place where like, I don't know. I wash, you dry, you wash, I dry. Like, oh, hand me that. Here, hand me this. Like, it's actually the type of communication it involves, the type of camaraderie it involves, when you can get people to join in in it, when you put the music, when you just turn the volume on the music just a little bit louder to kind of start feeling like you can put a little dance in there and make it feel good. Actually, like the cleanup can actually be just as fun if you let it right you know if it doesn't seem so i mean it could be a huge explosion in the kitchen but it could be feel really really good to like do it together especially especially yeah the together part the communal aspect of it matters so much i think in terms of how gratifying it is Mm -hmm. at least for me i mean i guess you know there certainly could be times and I'm sure have been times and maybe some people, you know, we're all different. Some people might feel it this way, that there could be something refreshing about the solitude. If you're, if you're somebody who kind of needs a break from the crowd of yeah. Thanksgiving, you might want to go in the kitchen totally. and if you just can wash some pans or like start the cleanup, then that gives you um, a breather. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I love that. Yeah. But it, but it also can be that it's another way, you know, of having connection, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it depends on the health of your connections, right? If you have good relationships with people that you with people you can have great conversations with as you're washing and drying the dishes, 
that's one scenario versus you've got like, you know, the toxic aunt in the next room who won't stop spewing politics you don't agree with and you just need a break. Yeah, just, <laughs> just go to the kitchen. <laughs> wipe, wipe the stove down. I gotta go. Well, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of dishes here. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I like that. I felt that way a little bit um, when uh, we had a little party for you at my place. It was nice to be able to kind of be with everyone, but then have a little moment where I could kind of slip away and just have some time to my own. And it felt really awesome, actually, to be able to float between being alone and with people, but still feeling helpful. Yeah, I, re- I like that, that you reminded reminded me of that, because I do think that's that's good when we're when we're with family, even knowing that there's like these little touchstones that are right there accessible to us through the act and and service of giving. Right. You know what I like about this show, Lois, is that it's almost like the way that you talk about it or the way it feels right now is it's as if we're redefining effort, right? Mm -hmm. Away from being this like fatiguing, draining, hard thing that someone might have seen when they read your dating app preference, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that you're like a trait I like is when people put in effort. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to be a negative. Right. In fact, again, you know, if we're in this frictionless society where we're, where everything is so easy, it it's sort of like erases like part of the satisfaction of living it feels good to work for something sometimes yeah or to like create something yeah it also kind of sets a standard it's it kind of raises the standard for how you interact with people that you at least for me it makes me feel like well when i display high effort in my life and I want to see my children have a high effort rates in their life in a way that they don't feel too burnt out or anything. Like I'm not trying, I'm not like cracking a whip or anything, but like, um, but it just makes me really appreciate people who bring the same amount of energy. And it honestly, I feel like my life then starts being surrounded by people like that. So then I can really tell when I don't really feel like I'm connecting with somebody that's bringing the same amount of energy, even if it's just emotional and maybe not even, it's not, it doesn't have to be like physical effort or like success or things like that. Just like a type of presence that brings, I don't know, pride, effort. I don't know. Just like you're, you're aware, you're aware. Yeah. You're making me think of, um, one of the phrases And, you know, Lois and I, before our shows, we usually do kind of like a quick little Google search and see Uh what's been written about something. So in one of the articles that you sent me on effort, there was a whole thing about self-worth. Yeah. Like the relationship between self-worth and what you might expect from others or feel that you deserve or let go of. Right. Right. So it's it. I I hear you saying that as you feel more self-worth, you surround yourself by people who will put in the same kind of effort as you put in. So there might be people who you let go. You're sort of like, ah, that that person might be great, but they're not going to match me here. And I can sort of see that this is going to become imbalanced or I'm going to feel used or resentful. So maybe that's not the direction you go in. Maybe you end up getting, you, you kind of gravitate more toward people who are on your level in terms of effort and output and values. Right. Well, I mean, I really feel in my my last relationship, I could 
definitely see when I read that article, I really felt that because, you know, this was, you know, this was years ago, but it felt like my self-worth and my self-esteem was pretty eroded. And I was really hoping that if my partner had put more effort in, not only could it help me feel better about myself, I could believe that the relationship could be better if only this person put in as much effort as I was putting in, then it would be better. And then I would feel more proud of the way that we were, we were and how, what our relationship was. But really, the further and further I drift from that way of thinking about it, and the more I feel like I love the way that my life looks now. I love the way that I work hard and really put a lot into my life, that it's kind of like the idea of, being in a relationship now where I'd have to even ask somebody to show effort feels like, <laughs> why? I don't know, like, why would I even do that? Like, <laughs> why, like, why I don't want to like, it's just, that doesn't feel equal to me. That doesn't feel like a quality. Yeah. It does. That just doesn't feel equal to me. Well, but, it feels icky. Right. Because it's almost like asking another person to put in effort. I mean, there's the, you know, normal communication that we all need to do that would, that represents healthy relationships, but the asking of it, especially can get reframed, right? It's like then, you know, especially in a relationship that's, you know, got some issues around communication or is maybe a little more toxic or a little bit less healthy, it could be reframed as complaining, right? Yes. If you're saying I yes. need you to do your share and yeah. then you're told that you're yeah. complaining or it, it, there's a way that these things get dismissed. Yes. Or that like, I feel like I'm putting so much effort in and you're not putting as much effort right. in as, as I am. And it's really bothering me because... And then it comes all across like nag, 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 naggy, naggy, nag, need, need, need. Yep. You're so needy. You're so naggy. And you're, so you're you, you actually are the person that is requiring the effort. And any type of work I do around the house is the work that I'd have to put into the relationship instead of understanding that part of living is personal responsibility for your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And part of having relationships is putting the work in. Right. It's like, sorry, life is not, you know, it's like it takes some work. I know. Yeah. It's and if it doesn't take work, check your privilege. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Like the idea that um, that that there could be a relationship without effort or work. The other thing that I was thinking of when I was listening to you is how different people like in a relationship, two partners can have very different ideas about what effort is. Oh, yeah. Right. It may be that what what you think of as effort was um, a whole other league or something than what your partner thought, your ex-partner, right? And, and I'm yeah. not saying that it was that um, that he's correct because it seems like for you, there's sort of like a minimally acceptable amount of effort, which is reasonable. But if this person is reframing it like, well, I am putting in effort because after all, I'm listening to you complain and that's effort, right? It's like it can kind of get misused or something yeah if that makes sense yeah definitely and also to his defense i am i'm a powerhouse i do a lot and i work really hard and i work from the moment i get up to the time i go to bed like yeah, i just, have, and i like it i have energy yeah i i for now i mean not till the moment i go to bed i mean i know how to relax and kick back but like i do stuff i like to do stuff and I think that when 
somebody doesn't have as much energy, like when being in a partnership with me, if he don't, if he didn't have as much energy, I could see how we might never have been equal. And that's just not the partnership that worked. Right. You know, but like for him, it was like, your expectations are way too high on your level of effort. Right. But that's where it's kind of like, oh, not, I don't know. Not, not really. It just, I mean, maybe if you just like made dinner once a week, <laughs> it would feel better. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, I guess that's where knowing yourself is handy. Sort of to know what your own minimally acceptable yeah. threshold is and to hold it. Yeah. For, and, yeah. you know, or maybe even for someone else, if, if the men who didn't want to swipe on your dating profile because the word effort felt like too much. I mean, at least they were being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. At least they were like, yeah, but what yeah a, I'm not going to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, but what a... What a realization for me i was like okay and yeah it was a little depressing it was a little depressing it makes me wonder if the people who saw that if it ever gave them pause right was there a moment where they felt some discomfort with themselves like oh god that word effort just made me really uncomfortable (laughs) i wonder what that says maybe i mean i think i was a little snarky when i put it in there so if that energy had you know, I was hoping it would make people feel a little uncomfortable. But again, I think that effort is attractive. And I was just being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Relational effort. Like if we all put a little bit in, it makes a big difference. I also think that, I mean, we're moving kind of like out of the, it's sort of partly in the domestic sphere and also in the relational Mm -hmm. sphere in the space where it all kind of like mushes together. I think it does mush together. I think that it can be useful to ask your partner what they mean by effort, right? Like what is, totally. right? What, like what, what to you would make you feel more connected with me? Like what do you need from me to give to you so that it makes you feel like I'm invested? Yeah. That you feel cared for. Is it, I mean, this gets into the love languages things, Would you know, which is, you know, not hocus pocus. It's real. Like we each kind of can hear each other differently. Right. So for, for you, for one person, it might be like, if you would just take out the trash or if you would just paint the wall, or if you would do these acts for me, then I can feel nurtured. It may not be the same for everyone. You can yeah. ask, like you can include yeah. the other person as yeah. a separate other and ask them what they need. Definitely. What is effort to you? And how many times have you heard, maybe in your practice or even just with your friends, like people being like, I try and I try and I do all this stuff and they just don't see it. I don't feel appreciated for what I do. And they're asking me to do things and I, and I do it and they don't even see it. And within what you just said, I think being able to ask your partner what does effort look like and how would it land? How is it going to land? Well, like now I know for you things like how things might land if I brought you some kind of like handmade thing or something, you know what I mean? Like, I know you appreciate that stuff. I know it's going to land well, maybe unless it's some Mm -hmm. kind of like weird thing or I don't know that you're like, what the heck Lois? (laughs) (laughs) Not this again. (laughs) But like, it's like when you know how things like how things will connect, how, like how, the people in your lives like to be loved 
instead of just being like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it good enough. Understanding like why it lands that way too. Like it's not just about necessarily your efforts. Like the efforts is good. Like to be like, I'm putting in effort, but they don't see it. Try Like the effort could be, well, maybe asking them, if I brought this effort to you, I want to do it in a way that you do see it. That also feels good for me, like not trying to like completely change someone to fit in somebody else's world. But it's like, no, it's like when we do things for each other, we're hoping that like they land. Yeah. Well, it's like bring back relationality, (laughs) right? It's not bringing in relationships back. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) No, it it, was wonderful. Wonderful. That was weird. (laughs) No, but seriously, bring back the relationship because we're in such a narcissistic society that this idea that I am going to solve my relationship problem individually within myself in my own mind by strategizing me with myself in my own one man show Mm -hmm. like your one man show isn't going to do jack for your relationship Mm -hmm. like if you want to improve your relationship you're going to have to ask your partner what they need yeah right and it can't just be like well i'm invisible too or you say you're like like just forget all of that like Like, why they need it but understanding why they need it yeah not just being like i'm going to be performative and give you what you need be curious. Why do, why are they saying that they need this? That's just, it's just one more question that they'd be happy to answer. Really? I I know people love it when you're curious about (laughs) them, like really being curious. I mean, it is the thing that I like about like a really good couples therapy. Like if I have a couple that's Mm -hmm. coming in because they're having a relationship issue, a lot of times, and this isn't true, you know, in my work, everything always depends. Nothing is globally Mm -hmm, true. There's mm -hmm, a million disclaimers here because this may, may or may not apply to anybody. But the, the work I like the most is when a couple is coming in and they have an issue and the therapy literally becomes pretty like two people each telling their story to the other one so that suddenly this annoying behavior that was driving you crazy makes some sense you see where it came from and then when that annoying behavior comes up again you have a lot more patience oh yeah and maybe then nice well yeah and maybe then you find ways to bridge it so that you can communicate it's sort of like I know why the annoying behavior is happening and here's how I can let my partner know that this is that annoying behavior again. And we can find ways to communicate so that it, it doesn't annoy me as much and they recognize what's happening too. And it's not so automatic. And then we can develop a new language or a new style or a new way of relating around it. And it really changes the whole playing field of a relationship. I love that. Like effort meaning listening. Listening. Like we're we're infinitely complicated, each one of us. There is so much in each of us Mm. and it can just be fascinating. I mean, I guess I'm a psychologist for a reason because Mm -hmm. I do find these things Mm -hmm. fascinating. I love to read about people. I love to think about people. I love to listen to people. I love to try to understand Right. I love to keep track of things, although Mm. I do it in a kind of logical way. Join with me, you know, like like get to know the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. Relational effort. It pays off and it feels so good. Yeah. I have a little thing here, too, like um, kind of what what relational effort could look like. It could look like selflessness, you know, just taking a minute to step out. Not and that's not like totally dying to yourself, just taking a step to look outside of yourself to give somebody else a little bit of moment to have a glow, 
Sometimes that takes a little effort just to be quiet for a second. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is a hard one and our, I really feel like we're just like in the age of narcissism, like the age of everything being easy and everyone being all about themselves. And if I hear the phrase self-love one more time, I'm going to want to throw up. Like Mm. I can't tell you for years that phrase has bothered me and I get it. Like you got to love yourself before you love anybody else. I Mm. actually don't totally agree with that. I think people need to love you so that you can start to feel what love feels like and then you can internalize it and then Mm. you can love yourself. I don't know. I have a different thought about that. Well, I I mean, it just it feels like we're we're in this phase i don't know in this country anyway where we're so individually focused yeah, i agree that i actually think that a lot of it comes from long histories of traumas in all of us in our nation every we're like we are all at our core well, i can't say all of us many of us are really emotionally depleted many of us did not get the attention we should have gotten in the way we needed it when we were really little if you're one of the lucky few who had a really great attachment experience with your parents this probably doesn't apply to you But a lot of people didn't have that. A lot of people have a lot of unmet emotional needs and we're all kind of narcissistically hungry, right? It's just like, there is a sense of like, pay attention to me. I need you. I need, I need, I need to be resonated with. I never got that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that though can make us into these like hungry ghosts, you know, that Buddhist term where it's like, I just, I need more. I need more. I need more. Mm -hmm. And it, just ends up like eliminating the very thing that actually would heal you, which would be to like have enough so that you can slow down and listen and take in another person and put the work in and be selfless in that way. Yeah. That's, that was a whole lot. No, I hear you. And it's funny because when you were saying that, it just made me just kind of actually kind of felt a little sad because I was making, it reminded me of my past relationship where what I like the hungry ghost that I was chasing was understanding. Yeah. I wanted to feel understood. Oh my God. I I just like wanted to feel like my story mattered, how I felt mattered. And I really do like thinking about just effort and listening and understanding It also like lends way to those type of like those types of efforts also lend way to camaraderie or romance Mm -hmm. or um, energy like good. Like when we think about a job well done, like the effort when we put into a job well done, how come when it comes to like relationships, it's so much harder to like see the end product of like a job well done relationship goals things feeling healthy, like things feeling good. Cause, but we like, when we have like these tangible or even like cleaning my bedroom, like I love it coming into my bedroom when everything is put away and my bed's like all like, like ready to like snuggle in. Like, I love that feeling. I'm really proud of myself that I like keep it that way. You know, no, it's, but like I, it's like a job well done, but that's a easy, that's attainable that's an attainable job well done. But when we think about emotional and relational efforts, it's a little bit harder to think of the end result, the goal, because it would require understanding, listening, putting yourself aside and uh, adapting and changing. Right, right. And I, I actually don't think that understand, wanting understanding is a hungry ghost kind of thing, personally. Right. Because I I actually just think that it's like a sign of relational health. 
you know, Thich Nhat Hanh, the Tibetan monk philosopher, he used to write about love as understanding. Like to him, it was synonymous. Mm -hmm. When you feel understood, you feel loved. When you feel you understand Mm. someone else, you feel love for them. Yeah. Right? It's like that's, again, back to the couples therapy model. Mm -hmm. Like let's try to listen. Let's try to know. Let's just try to enter someone else's space as as not just a gift to them, but as a way of feeling the gift of connection that can exist between the two of you. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We are wired for it. Yeah. Everything in our society is counter to that. Well, I can't say everything, but so, so much. much is pulling us apart and making us kind of think only from our perspectives. Yeah. Which is just not, we're all going to end up like emotionally starving, right? And, and, what I love about the things that you talk about is when you talk about effort, like even just the effort of, you know, I know it's going to go over well if I bring somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. a thing that they like, like Mm -hmm. you're thinking from the perspective of the other, what will they love and how can I give them that experience of feeling good and cared for? It's so like naturally relational and we're wired for it and it feels good to you to give it and mm-hmm. it feels good to them to yeah, get it. And it yeah. kind of pours some love into yeah. the world. It like make, actually gives life meaning. Ta-da! Ta-da. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so meaningless. Nothing ever matters. I We're know. just all going to blow up and the world's doomed. It's <laughs> like, yeah, okay, all that. We could like die from yeah. like some kind of like nuclear explosion any second. I'm thankful to live one day at a time. I'm going to fill it with as much meaning as I possibly can while I'm here. And that means being like, I don't know. I want to have good relationships in my life. I want to have good friendships in my life. I want to have a good relationship with my daughters. I want to eat yummy food that I, you know, cook. And yeah, I don't know. Like it's, I got to keep it, keep it simple, but it keeps it meaningful. Did you see that movie? Don't look up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so for, yeah. if you didn't see it in, in the, you know, the world is ending and the last scene of the movie spoiler alert maybe turn me off turn turn the volume down if you don't want to know just the last scene of the movie the world you know like doom is coming and they all have a meal (laughs) every right it's sort of like the relationships that have formed throughout the whole movie come back together and they just stay connected with each other as other things are happening on the outside that they can't control, but they can control what's going on in their yeah. home and yeah. in their relational space. Yeah. And it get it's sort of like, that's what's going to get you through. But it's also, to me, and maybe this is me being, I mean, I do feel like I'm an optimist at heart. And I just think it's like a better way for me personally to live. I don't know. Like, I just feel better when I'm an optimist. I don't know. But if... I'm doing that with my family and maybe that means that my friends are sharing that with their families and other people are sharing that. Like it builds a sense of community and then all of a sudden the communities are healthier and we need strong communities that like take care of each other. But then when we have strong communities, then we have stronger cities. And then when we have stronger cities, we have like uh, more impactful ways that we can vote. (laughs) like I really do feel like these very like there is a way that we can take 
we can take what's happening in the world and feel completely gaslit into thinking that we can save the planet by buying paper straws or something. And that's not how to do it. But when we have an understanding that like when we are good to each other and we have empathy, it makes us want to put people in charge that also have empathy that can change the way that we actually run our country or, you know, not to get political, but I do feel like, I really do feel like the way that we treat each other is a revolutionary act. Absolutely. I mean, it's very funny because you're summing up Bronfen Brenner's family ecosystems model, right? That there's like, he talks about that, you Mm -hmm. know, that it's sort of like the individual exists within a system that exists within a system that exists within a system. Mm -hmm. And these things can influence each other. Right. And we've certainly seen it. Like what happens when you have people at the top that are not functioning well? Yeah. Like, it really can disrupt this whole system and make the whole system dysfunctional. Yeah. But you're saying that the counter to that is re- like strong relationships and putting in the effort back to effort. Yeah. Right. Enjoy cooking Thanksgiving with your family or yeah. like, or for friends, if you don't have family there, like see who you can connect with, find ways to come together, Right. bring something to your neighbor. Right. Notice when someone needs help, pause, right. Take them in. Yeah. Where they are. Yeah. Or even think like, um, one thing that I like to think about even just trying to connect or make effort to somebody like trying to make, trying to do the emotional effort to connect with somebody sometimes can just be as simple as you seem like you're frustrated because you're doing all the dishes, you're doing something like what area in my life have I felt the same way? Yes. That's all it takes. Yes. Because it could be a completely different scenario. It could be a totally different context, but we only have a stock amount of emotions. We really only have like a handful of emotions. So when we connect to uh, the emotions that we felt before and just try to feel them with another person, You know, like if you know that somebody's in the kitchen on Thanksgiving feeling resentful, like remember how bad that feels to feel resentful and bring a little light and love to the situation. Right. Flip it around. Make it make it joyful. I know. Don't belittle, though. Don't belittle. Don't belittle. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to say about that around self-awareness. Yeah. Like some people, I think, get allergic to certain parts of themselves. And then that makes those moments hard. But the more open you are to yourself and your feelings, the more you can access that when you need it to relate better to others. Totally. And it really it's a game changer. Yeah. Such a game changer. Yeah. So effort. (sighs) Yeah. And do, do good work, everybody for Thanksgiving, be there for people. And if you're, and if you're alone too on Thanksgiving, we're with you. Yeah. We love you. (laughs) We'll be back. (laughs) We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be, we'll be your new attachment figures. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you can see if it, what a neighbor's doing or something. There's always, there's always ways to connect. Well, thank you for tuning mm-hmm. in, Germantown. We really appreciate you. We appreciate your listenership. Sure do. If anyone has a question or a comment or a show idea or feedback for us, you can find us um, at, or you can reach us at everydayfeministradio at gmail.com. We will be there. Mm-hmm. Reach out if you need to. Check out our podcast. It's mm-hmm. on all the platforms. Feel free to share it. Please and, do. Yes. Yeah. And be generous with each other. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Mm